Hey friends, you're listening to the Elevated You Podcast. I'm your host, Keiko Tay. Think of me as that friend in your corner, here to help you befriend your inner bully. What is an inner bully? You know, that naysaying voice that holds you back from accomplishing your dreams and goals. I want to help you break through the lies, self-doubts, and fears that hold you back from being the truest version of yourself. In each episode, I share real-life stories, impactful conversations, and resources that help you live an elevated life. Time is your most precious resource. If you are feeling overwhelmed and are wondering how to minimize distractions to maximize your time and get the most out of your life, this episode is for you. How we allow our day-to-day things to take up space in our life impacts us in many ways. And at times, trying to figure out what is life-giving and what is depleting us can be challenging. On this episode, hear from my dear friend, Monica Landois. She's a business owner, dancer, and single mom. And she shares her personal journey, how she finds harmony in her work and life. We also both open up about pain points that we've had to overcome to elevate our growth in both our business and personal lives. Monica is a mompreneur who inspires passionate living and fun movement in her unique fitness classes in Austin, Texas. Monica is my friend and I love taking her classes because they make me feel confident, elevated, and energized. And this episode is the same. I'm so excited to share it with you today. My backstory, I started when I was graduating from college. Uh, I just happened to randomly pop into a group fitness class. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the community and I started working full time at the same time. I graduated, did like what I was supposed to do, got my full time, started working eight to five. I knew that I had, it was a necessity to be there a certain amount of time, the education and the experience for the next step and for the next thing that I was supposed to do. So it's like, okay, I'm going to be here at least minimum two years. I'll have fun teaching on the side and like my hobby just started really turning into and transforming into my main goals of focus. It's like, okay, I don't really enjoy this full time. I scale the room. I look around like these people who are close to retirement don't look happy. That's not what I want to do with my life. And I don't want to be grumpy coming into work. I want to really enjoy what I'm doing. And so I really sat down with myself and thought about, okay, I love this group fitness experience. As soon as I started teaching, it was one of those things where I got pulled in. I had been taking classes, and then one of the instructors was like, oh, you're really good at following. You should think about um, trying out. We're going to have instructor trials. It's like, why not? I'm just going to do it. And I tried out. I got the job. And from then on, it just was something that I have consistently done. I never stopped, even during my pregnancies. I continued up until the day I had my kids. And I just started to learn, like, okay, well, I would love to do this full time. How do I do it? I can't move my body 40 hours a week. I have to really focus and pour my energy in to learn how to scale it and work smarter, not harder. And so I would apply myself at my work. I would spend the first two, three hours, like really dedicated to my work that I needed to get done at the state and then start using the extra time that I had to learn. So I was reading like on my breaks instead of going and 
you know, spending time doing stuff on social media. It's like, okay, I'm going to focus. I'm going to read at least these 10, 15 pages today, apply what I'm learning and really focus on what my goal is, which my goal was to not work eight to five. My goal was to fully passionately live. And I started to really focus on the little pie chart of my life. I love to talk about it because I think once you see your, your, lifestyle and what you're actually living in terms of a graph or in terms of an infographic it's like oh wow if i'm only living 15 percent of my life i'm doing it wrong <laughs> you know and so i i don't even know where i got this exercise but i decided to make a pie chart where it's like okay 40 hours is going to or I, it was like a 24-hour day so in 24 hours you need at least depending on your sleep schedule, six to eight, six to 10, I'm on the lower side. I need four to six hours of sleep. So it's like, okay, I need that minimal sleep. Then from there, I'm, I'm at my job, you know, eight, nine hours, then you add the drive time. And so at the end of the day, after making the pie, I was only getting this little sliver of what I'm actually getting to spend for myself. And then that's the time that I have to invest in other things. Like if I decided I wanted to get a master's or if I wanted to start studying to do something else or I want to go to a networking event, I didn't really have time for it because once I was done with my day, it's like you're tired from doing the whole day. And mm -hmm. so you're left with maybe one hour to enjoy. And what do we typically do is a lot of people love to enjoy TV. It's like that's something that I, I don't. I don't watch really any TV and I just focused all the time that I did have. It's like, okay, with this pie of where I'm at, how do I maximize it so I can shift it and make it to where 15% is the things that I'm not wanting to do or the, what I have to actually do, like get sleep. It's necessary to sleep. It's like a certain amount of time is going to go to that. And so with understanding all that, I just really applied it to my passion. I was like, okay, I can learn to scale, grow, and started getting opportunities to get contracted as a, a dance fitness instructor for like the city of Austin or apartment complexes, and they would pay me much higher. It's like, okay, well, if I can start learning how to build multiple streams of income, maybe like apartment complexes, and I'm teaching my group fitness classes and I can start to figure out how I can make it full-time income. So it kind of started along those ways. And as things progressed, I would learn new things. I would apply new things. And I just ended up taking a full jump at 27 and said, I'm not going to work full-time anymore. And I'm going to pursue my passion. And it was when I had my kids. It's like I'm not willing to give time away because mm -hmm. my time I can never get back. If I can never get back my time, I really need to make sure I'm living my present time in every present moment. And if I don't do that, I'm doing myself a disservice, I'm doing a disservice to my children. I didn't want, you know, them to say their first words to someone else. I didn't want their mm -hmm. first steps to go to my mom. Like I wanted to experience it. And so just understanding my motivation and intention of how I wanted to intentionally live my life is like the, what was driving me. For all of it. And it still drives me to this day. It's like, how can I maximize the most time to spend it with my children, the people that I desire to be with and to really intentionally spend it wisely? Oh, wow. That is beautiful. There's so many great nuggets that I want to unpack <laughs> in that alone because, yeah. you know, that is, you said something that really resonated with me and I think resonates with a lot of the listeners is 
the maximizing our time, especially in, in a day and age where we are taxed for our time constantly. We're always, you know, it feels like on demand with our time because of technology and work and all the things that, that we're, you know, trying to be at all the places. So, you know, I love the visual of the pie chart, you know, and that's a really epic thing. And I think that's a great way for people see the numbers come alive, like see the reality of where our time is going, because oftentimes we just think, oh, I was just on, I was just on Instagram for 15 minutes. And I look back and I'm like, how did I spend three hours today on Instagram doing nothing? I wasn't even doing marketing. I'm just scrolling the feed. And I had to like, you know, that's such a great way to look at it. Like chart your time, take a week, chart your time, and then you can start to adjust those pie pieces to make them how you want them to look. So it's really cool. Yeah. And what I, whenever I work with people that want help with this type of stuff, and I always recommend like, just create a pie of where you're spending your 24 hours, your week, your month, and your year, and then ask yourself, are you okay with that? And if you're okay with it, then okay. But if you're not, then do the work to change it and make it what you want it. And I think a lot of times we don't fully understand or comprehend what our life actually looks like until we take a step back and put it into a perspective where we can understand it. Mm. And so I think it's very valuable to sit back and reflect on those things because if we don't take that time, we're just a year will pass by and we could have maximized, we could have started a business, we could have done so many things with that extra time. Like, I don't think we realize even spending time on Instagram, like you're talking about scrolling through social media. I feel like a lot of times, yeah, maybe it feels like 10, 15 minutes, but then an hour can pass by just like that. And even with social media, like giving yourself a time limit, like it's, I think it's good to, you know, stay connected with friends, but also understand it is a huge distraction. Mm -hmm. And that's what's, that's the goal of social media is like how it's, capitalizing on our attention span. It's like, how do we keep people on this? That's their marketing goal. So if you understand that, it's like, okay, I'm only going to give myself, what I try to do is I give myself one minute, whatever I see, I see what I don't see, I don't see, and I'll support and like whatever I can. And that's it. But it takes a lot of like effort and to be conscious about it. Or if I have, or also being purposeful with it. It's like, what's my purpose for being on social media right now? Maybe I want Mm -hmm. to connect with other entrepreneurs. If I spend more time on there, it needs to be intentional. Like hopefully I'm giving joy to other people or making new connections or building with my client base. So social media is a huge marketing piece too. Like I spend a lot of time on it, but my goal there is to continue my community and build my community. So it takes time and effort, but making sure the scrolling versus the intention Mm-hmm. is like understanding where that is. <laughs> That's a great, great concept. And even just like that awareness you're bringing right now of that, you know, of that concept of like, okay, I, I can be on social media. How can I be on social media in a healthy way, in a way that's growth-minded, that's that's helpful, that's fun, but still also serving the growth of what I'm working on or, you know, connecting with those loved ones that we really want to talk to. So Um, That kind of reminds me of something I wanted to share too. Like one of the, I I work with a business coach and she recently told me, she's like, when do you feel like you're being the most productive with your time? And I said, well, usually it's if I'm, if I write in my, I have this like old school, just journal 
And in the morning when I'm having my coffee, I write these little squares and then I call it my accomplishment list. I don't put it a to-do list. I make it my accomplishment list. Mm -hmm. And I write out, I kind of brain dump everything and then start to tick those things off. And I realize like I can when when you write things down, like kind of going back to the pie chart, when when we write things down like that and I write my to-do list, it really just like I show – it shows me where I can stack things. Like I could maybe like knock out all these emails at once and, and get on a roll with emails and knock them out like 10 times faster than if I do an email, then like edit a podcast and then go do another email. It's like, okay, take an hour or even 30 minutes. And just like send all the emails, like just get those caught up. And that was a light bulb for me because I realized like when I'm not doing that, I am much more scattered. And if I am doing that, I'm much more productive and I end up having less stress. I have cushion time between different things I'm doing to recalibrate. And so I think that's been such a great tool for me. Do you do you have any yeah. daily tools that you use that I do. So I also am old school. I have I journal and I also have a paper calendar and it's like yes, it's easier to put it on my phone, but I'm already on my phone so much that I want less time away from it and I get a lot of satisfaction from writing and I'm very visual and have to kinetically feel it so it's like as i'm writing i'm doing it's it's multiple moving parts for me and it helps me reflect as well like as i'm writing it's like oh helps me think about things differently than if i'm just typing away on a phone and then i start seeing all the distractions popping up like i need to respond to that person it helps me take that away Mm -hmm. and focus on whatever is at hand another thing like a daily practice for me is thinking with the thought of is this expanding me or contracting me so if I have a big to-do list it's like what's going to expand me and what is currently contracting me like if there are certain things that are contracting me I need to remove them or get them done faster Mm -hmm. because the way I'm going to be able to show up better is if I'm expanded versus coming from a contracted state of being. Mm-hmm. And so like you were saying, oh, well, I have all these emails. It's like, okay, what's the most expansive way? What What's the best way I can knock these out to create more expansion? Well, maybe if I just sit down and block myself to do all of them until they're done and then I have that, my mind is clear from it. And now I have more time and energy even because every little thing that we're holding on to as well, like, Oh, I need to do that. I need to do that. It's costing you also a certain amount of brain power. So it's like also thinking about how much power we have throughout, like during the day. And it's all like in those little time blocks too. It's like holding space and how much space do you want those things to be holding over you? So kind of Mm -hmm. removing them, eliminating, then you have more expansion. I love how you put that. And that is so true because right as you were saying that, I was thinking, oh my goodness, like when I have a lot of like little tasks that are just daunting, like hanging over my Mm -hmm. head like that, I get, I can, I struggle so much to get things done. But it's like if I can just take an hour and just knock out those things or get them on paper even just to know, oh yeah, I got to call this person or I got to, you know, finalize that like dance routine or whatever it is that you're working (laughs) on. You can like have it there and know when to put it in its place. And then you at least have it and you don't have to be thinking about it anymore. You can 
structure it out or knock it out and get it done and feel lighter, expansive. I love those those uh, words. More expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. mind clutter. You want to remove the clutter and what's the best way to remove it, you know, and just kind of thinking of those systems. I see everything in little infographics and, and t- as in time perspective and as like what is going to provide the best value to, to things. It's like that's where I need to pour my time into because that's going to create more of that. And it's like working with your momentum as you create more expansion and start removing all those things. It's like you're on a roll and you don't even want to backtrack. It's like, you know, the feeling of backtracking and you don't want to feel the clutter and you want to keep it clean and consistent, but it takes daily work every single day to really make the effort to do that. But if you wake up with that mindset of like, okay, is it expanding me, contracting me? Is it helping me bring out my biggest potential? Like what are my motivations with every little thing that I'm doing, but I'm a little meticulous with all that stuff. <laughs> well, it really helps me because, like, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm one of those, um, like a ping pong ball just going across and like going all every direction. And sometimes <laughs> when I start to feel that way, I'm like, I have to like pause and recalibrate. And like, even if I just brain dump everything or talk it out with someone, mm-hmm. and just I'm like, it gives me that clarity again to like refocus and reset my mind. And it's, it's such a game changer. And you're doing a lot of things in fitness, which is amazing. I've been to your classes. I love them. I love your dance classes. And you're doing a lot of things in entrepreneurship, working with a ton of different people. What is like your one go-to thing? If you say you have one of those days where you got to be all over the board, what's your one go-to thing to kind of keep you feeling a sense of balance throughout your day? I think that's one of the hardest things um, to achieve, at least in my world, because as being a single mom, you know, my kids, I have them about 75% of the time juggling that along with the business. I feel like I have multiple children because my business is in relation to people mm-hmm. and I'm taking care of those people in a certain way. And so what when if I'm going into a day that is stacked the day prior, I have to really clear out my mind and just not do too much. Like there's so much that I still do, but giving myself that not so much to do just to have that clarity and mental space. But I just really focus on resetting like that, that day I program myself to understand like I'm about to do a lot Mm -hmm. and I need to just be fully present. And there may be things that don't go according to plan and as I'm going into this day, I have to understand that I will let things go and I will come to them whenever I have the time and space to, and I'm just going to go with the flow as best as I can. Mm-hmm. But if I'm coming from an empty cup, it gets a lot harder. So I really have to pour into my cup the day before or even a week before. If like in January and February, I had so many events mm-hmm. and that was the hardest thing for me to even accomplish and I didn't. There were some things that I showed up to that I was like, I didn't really feel fully present because I'm tired. And I just did this event, like I did events back to back and podcasting too. There were so many things. I was just saying, yes, yes, yes. I was so excited. And then I was like, okay, I need to really go back and think about my expansion contraction. Like this is starting to contract me because I'm not taking the time and effort to take care of myself. 
Mm-hmm. And then it starts to suffer in friendships or relationships with my, with my children or my parents. I start to become a little more irritable. So it's like that self-care is so important when you're showing up in a certain way. So I would say the self-care and really applying the things that you're wanting to give to other people too, to yourself. So not just allowing yourself to to say yes to everything important from the empty cup, understanding when you are and when you need to find that balance and really paying attention. Because if you don't, like I, in back in August, I ended up getting shingles because I wasn't sleeping. I was just going like 90 miles an hour to everything. It's like, oh, I'm invincible. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and so I had to really learn a hard way. And so now when I start to feel a certain way, I really make sure to check in with myself and check in to see what is causing the things that I'm going through. Like if it's too much work or maybe there's certain conflicts that I have to address and making sure that I'm staying on top of it to not get shingles again, to stay like be a good mom, be a good business owner, still uh, show up for those things the way that I like to which is being fully present and fully there for people. But I can't be that if I'm not that for myself. You know, you said such a great point there, you know, how especially when we are pouring into others and we are giving of our time to others. I love how you brought it back to say, you know, treat ourselves with that same love and care. And oftentimes I am, I'm so bad about this. Like I give and give and give. And then, yeah, you're right. Like your body ends up screaming at you with yep. a response because of the high in stress or the the workload that you take on. And that's such a great way to put it. It's like we think about the ones we care about, our family, our kids, our clients, whoever we're surrounding ourselves with, but we, we got to pour back in a little bit, a lot of it. Sometimes you got to pour back in. So that's a really great point. I love that. Yeah, I learned so much from that shingles experience. It was one of the most painful things I'd gone through. And when I went to the doctor, the doctor was like, you're 35 with shingles and people that get shingles are in their 50s. So what type of stress are you under? Are you sleeping? And he knew like, exactly. And I almost like broke down in tears. He's like, well, I spent the whole summer with my kids, not in summer camp. And it was like the week before they were going to go into school. And so I decided, well, I'm going to be, you know, a super mom over the summer. And since I homeschooled, like I can do it. I'm going to work and find ways to work and still be with them. And I'm going to take them, you know, rock climbing. And I'm going to take them there and take them there. And I just gassed myself. Mm-hmm. And I was also dancing that specific week, like, three or four hours a day, maybe five, six, some Mm. of the days, because I was going to socials whenever I could. And I was really trying to grow in certain ways. And then like I said, you know, your either your mental state will kind of come at you or your physical body will. And I was still having to show up and teach certain things with the shingles on my body. And it's like, I would take the medicine and then try to do it. And then finally I was like, nope, you're not moving for like four days straight and you need to be bedridden. And that's yeah. what ended up happening. Wow. It's it's powerful when those things happen. It's like our bodies are just – our bodies are great litmus tests for us, but it's this is such a good reminder to kind of check in on before it gets to that point. Like I've had very similar experiences. I haven't had the shingles, but I've had 
other things like I will start to get migraines or something if I'm under a lot of stress and then that gets really scary and and I feel just like I'm like I just need to take a breath. I need to take a day or even a couple of days sometimes and so that's a really good way to think about it. It's like our bodies let us know when <laughs> the body keeps the score. It's a really great book that it's not just like the stress that we put on, but also like how traumas stay in our bodies until we finally like release them. And I think we, every day we're giving ourselves, you know, a certain amount of input and a lot of it can be junk and a lot of it can be things that we're internalizing and hanging on to. And the body just, it holds on to it. And if we're not really taking care of you know our mental state, the things that are holding us back to it, it goes full circle and, just making sure you're doing your best work that you can day in and day out. Oh, that is so, so true. You know, that reminds me of a, you know, something that happened to me just this week, actually. I had a moment where I opened up about some things I'm going through in my personal life. And I opened up to a really amazing woman in my life and shared with her what was going on. And I remember even after that, directly after that, like my body because I've been holding on to this stress for so long and not processing it and living it daily, my my whole like my fingers went numb and I started having like a really high anxiety. And then all of a sudden I started, I think it was the adrenaline left my body and I started just shivering uncontrollably for like I think an hour. I sat in front of a heater and it was warm out. And I just was like, I thought what's going on, but it was just that sheer stress and exhaustion that I think was finally I'm allowing it to leave. Now I'm talking mm-hmm. about it and allowing it to process. And then my body's like, all right, you're 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 feeling this now and you're really going to feel it because you've kept this bottled up for six years of my life. So it's so true when we, when we go through those those things that it's like our bodies, we're going to like kind of expect them to, f- to freak out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then also thinking about those things that we're holding on to, mm-hmm. they're impacting us every single day and they're taking space in your body. Yes. And so imagine removing that and doing the work to get rid of that, then you're opening up space and expanding. Mm-hmm. And it goes to that too. Like I see so many things in that light on how, things take up space mm-hmm. and how to make sure the things that are taking up space are intentional, are grow or growth based and are adding value and not subtracting and taking like you start to get depleted when you hold too many things in, you know? Oh, that's so true. That it's like a heaviness, whether it be it does, it really comes full circle from your workload to like your personal life to emotions you're holding on to and not releasing. It, that heaviness goes and if it's like especially if you're bogged down in all three at the same time it's like you're really going to feel that I've been there and you've been there and it's it's such a good reminder like to have these tips and tricks to kind of be able to create a more balanced harmony within within that and not get that heaviness that contractedness yeah we want to create peace but just being in a peaceful state of mind. And that's how we create more of that balance. And then once you're in a state of that harmony, it's like when you get imbalance or unbalance of that harmony, you start to pay more attention. It's like things just happen quicker. Like 
I have more awareness, I have more consciousness. The more I expand in this, the more I can continue expanding and not allowing those little things to get in my little line of harmony, you know. That is so true. And that kind of brings me to another question, you know, especially for a lot of the listeners and, and yourself, myself, as we grow, as we continue, say, taking on more gigs, more clients, more, 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 how do you find a harmony in the growth part of things? When it's good growth, it's, it is expansion, but it's how do you find that you say you're like a rubber band and you don't want to, you don't want to pull so hard and so far that you split in half. How do you find ways to just expand in a healthy rate? Or is that possible? (laughs) I believe it is possible. And that's something that I'm currently working on and growing on is building trust with other people that can help me with my expansion. So I'm at a point in my business where I need help. Like I have a lot of clients and I am contracting myself with the expansion because I'm not, you know, pouring attention to like, oh, well, somebody else could take care of this for me. But I have to have that trust to say I can let it go and I don't have to control that. I don't have to um, have a tight space on it. Like I can allow somebody else to do things like that for me and allow somebody else to come in and help me in the things that maybe I'm not so good at. And I don't need to be spending attention on that. Like I need to focus on showing up to events and being fully present, showing up to my classes, being fully present. So I'm in the process of that. Like I understand the issue and I understand I need to find a solution, which is to get an assistant or having like virtual assistant that will do tasks. So I'm right there where I'm having to deal with the expansion and it's like, okay, do I want to collapse <laughs> because I'm going to collapse if I don't you know, do something about it. And so I'm in the process of working on that. And luckily I have great clients that come in and they're like, oh, I'll help you with this. I'll help you with that. And I've received a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, with my children, if I don't have my mom's help, with being able to teach my classes in the afternoon, there'd be, it'd be very difficult. I'd have to take them with me. And then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if I'm taking them with me, I can't be contracted while I'm teaching the class. I'd have to hire somebody to be there and kind of watch over them too. So mm-hmm. just thinking in those terms, like as a business, delegating things that shouldn't be on your task plate anymore and understanding when it's time to do that. Like you have already, you know, gotten to a certain point delegate and give give things away so you can keep expanding on the things that you're wanting to grow and instead of you know okay well i can't spend too much time on these little minute tasks that take three hours in a day like if i wipe that out time is money i'm Mm -hmm. going to continue to work smarter not harder but Mm -hmm. if i'm i'm not working smarter if i'm diluting myself in all these tasks that i am not Maybe I am good at it, but I could be focusing my attention more on the growth side and the expansion and how I'm getting to the next step. <laughs> Those are great tips. And that's, that's exactly where I'm at too is I'm like, what can I delegate? What can I eliminate? What can I stack? What time of day do I work better at? What type of tasking? I think that's a big mm. one. Like, I don't know about you, but I – like my brain will I can do detailed deep work early in the morning 
And then as it progresses into the evening, I can do more like interviews or events or, you know, that kind of work. But a lot of my deep like editing or, you know, that kind of thing or even admin, I think if I get it done in the morning, I have more time or I can like it's a little bit lighter on my headspace to do um, the lighter work in the afternoon. I also think in terms like that and where my energy goes best to those certain things too. But I mean, there's some days on, I think I get maybe 150 to 200 messages on Instagram. Wow. <laughs> so I can't respond to all of that. I do my best to respond, but that's where I'm operating my business from. Yeah. So and it's been such a powerful tool for me. People feel like it's a great space to, to connect with me. And, and it is. But it's also one of those things for me. Like I start to get bogged down. I don't like being on a screen so much. And it starts to impact my mental health. If I'm just sitting there responding, responding, it's like, okay, I allot myself this amount of time. The amount of people that I respond to is what I respond to. And I'll come back to it. But that's something somebody to help me with like the customer service of my business is one of my next steps that I'm wanting to, to grow on. Oh, same here. I've heard good things about VAs, like virtual assistants and virtual assistants, you know, and, and even and AI is doing a lot of things too. With like, you can write scripts and you can like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, there's a lot of great tools that are coming out there that I need to tap into as well. And like just having yeah. the right people in the right corners and Monica, this has been a great conversation and I'd love to get people plugged into you, the work you do. Um, Talk a little bit about your dance classes and how people can find you. Sure. So I run myself as a business teaching dance. I rent space and pop up to different places. So I can pop up anywhere. The best way to find me is through Instagram or Facebook as Dance with Monica ATX or my website, Monica Landois, L-A-N-D-O-I-S dot com. All my information is on there and I do everything from teaching a schedule of classes from dance, fitness, choreography, bar style classes, to corporate wellness, to events, big networking events. And I collaborate with a lot of local businesses and other female entrepreneurs to create more space for more of us. Yes, I love it. And if you're ever interested in joining me for uh, one of Monica's classes, I really love to take her classes. Um, Yeah, hit us up in the DMs and I'll definitely link you up in the show notes as well as on my website, kcote.com, (laughs) C-O-T-E. Thank you so much, Monica. It's always a joy to, to dance with you and to talk with you.